Welcome to the We're Better Together podcast. I'm Ian Stevenson. And I'm Daniel Ardunia. Each month, we're excited to bring you an incredible interview with someone who has experience in facilitating an environment where people work better together. And each week, we'll share some actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to help you function better together, whether it's in your marriage, family, team, workplace, church, or community. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's jump into some content and get better together. All right, friends, we are back with another 10-minute tune-up today. Excited to dig into some more content, learning ourselves, helping you learn. And today we want to look at this idea when we think about being better together, this idea of helping people move through the flow of participate, engage, and own. How do we help people in this sense of being better together and maybe the groups that we are a part of, the teams that we're a part of, whether that be with our job, whether that be with our family, whether that be with some sports team, any of these aspects, our, our, our school, if we go to school, how do we get people and what does it look like in terms of participate, engage, and own? Ian, for you, you really work in a sector, I know for sure, in the city here in Costa Mesa, really bringing people together in that sense. you got a team that works with you um, that people play various parts on, but what does this kind of look like in your context? Well, you know, we're trying to create uh, engagement and unity in our whole city. So um, as, as it pertains to this whole idea of getting people to participate, I think you have to start with what we've talked about before as the focus. What is the vision? What is the thing that you're rallying them together around? Um, sometimes that can be a need. Sometimes it can be accomplishing something together. But you have to be clear on the focus and give people a clear opportunity to just simply participate. So what that looks like for us is, for example, we do a thing every year called Love Costa Mesa Day. Mm. And it's a great like grassroots level. Anybody can participate. You can bring your kids. You can bring your grandmother. There's opportunities for everyone to participate in really loving the city. Um, so you have to create some of those grassroots, easy entry, participate levels, right? But I, I think you know, that's what it looks like for us in the city. Um, like if if you're in a marriage, you know, you can participate. You can be married, but not necessarily be participating in the building of the relationship. So I think as a spouse, you always want to be thinking about what are ways that I can help invite my spouse to participate in us developing this relationship together. What conversations, what topics can be stirred up that help engage and get some participation? So that, that's how I think about the participating part. What about you? Yeah, I think in my context, there's a couple things that come to mind. One, uh, the church that I get to help lead. And I think I'm right there with you that so much of it starts with having clarity around vision or maybe even a mission statement, but some, something, some kind of message or vision that is clear for this group of people that you're trying to gather. So I think in our context with narrative, we have a mission statement and a part of that mission statement talks about how everyone has a story and that we want to connect people to this sense and remind them they have a story. And so I think from there it's, it's, 
once once that's clear, can we then help them see they've got a story and then we want to teach them how to engage within that? Um, show them that they actually have some value. Hey, you have a story. Your story matters. Can we can we capture you even in that context first and foremost? Come come participate in this sense of the story that we're all writing together, but that you have one. Um, and I think that that's been a, a a good place of having some clarity around getting people just into that first step, into that moment. I think in terms of too with coaching, um, within coaching, I think what I'm actually learning, coach my first year of soccer here. We don't have that clarity. <laughs> so in that context, we're actually missing that piece. We're, we're missing some of the clear vision. It's part of the conversations that we're having right now as a coaching staff and our realizations from year one and what we want to do for year two. So hopefully there's another tune up coming uh, within that context. But I think I have these two different places where I see one aspect where something has clarity around it, one where it doesn't. And you can see even at the even at the participation level, you can see the differences where where that's missing. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the interesting things when I think about participating, too, is like what draws people to participate is a felt need um, or an, an area where they have an interest. So, like, if you think about it in church world, it might be they might come to church because there's a topic or something they're wanting to learn about or grow in. Right. So they, they participate. Uh, a kid who's on a soccer team, how do you get them to participate with, with all of him is, is to your point, a, a vision that meets a felt need that, that he wants to see happen, right? So like for us in the city, it's the felt need is people want their city to be better. They, they, want, they want to see it improve. So there's a draw for them to participate. Now it's just creating a simple way mm -hmm. for them to do that, right? And, and I think that that kind of leads us to the next part of this whole conversation, which is you got to move from just participate. If you're going to be better together, you can't just participate. You have to move towards engagement. So I would define the difference between participating and engagement as now you're, you're committed and you're doing something on an ongoing basis in order to show you're, you're at least committed to the process, right? You're, you're, you're doing, you're, you're making a little more sacrifice, a little more input than just participating. Yeah. Like, so in our context, moving from, you know, being part of Love Costa Mesa Day to being part of our ongoing neighboring initiative or working with the homeless on a regular basis. Now people, that moves from participating to engagement. And, and I think as you're trying to help people be better together, you have to think in those terms. Okay. I got some participation here. How do I move it to a deeper level of engagement? That's what helps you grow and being better together. Right? Yeah. I think in, in some of my context, uh, another word I would use that helps with an engagement is equipping. You want to move from that participation level into that engagement level. I think that's where you can start to bring in this element of equipping people. Hey, you're, you're now gathered here for whatever reason, what you said, maybe in the church context, Someone's either curious to learn about this kind of faith or they've had this faith, grown up in this faith, or sometime um, made a decision that this is the faith that they want to follow. Now to move them, I've told them that they're valuable. I've told them that they have skills or that they can take a, a deeper step into what's going on. But now let me help you equip you in that way. Right now, we've been working on the sense in our narrative community of 
last year we spent this whole time walking through a devotional, reading, reading these different encouragements, devotionals to step into. This year now we're saying, hey, we want you to write a devotional that our community can actually walk through, a weekly devotional. But what that took was, hey, we needed to organize a couple nights, a couple steps. We needed to write out in a Word document. Here's how you do so. Here's an example. Then we're going to gather all of you together and we're going to say, hey, come in and let's do this kind of together. You can ask questions with each other. You can take this example that we gave for you, you can print it off and you can start to work through to create this devotional. I think that equipping is a really big piece of helping people move from participation to engagement. That's so good. Like, so you, you might even just do a class that people yeah. could engage in. Or, you know, I think about in a marriage, maybe you move from participating to engagement by maybe you go to counseling together or you yeah. take a marriage class together, do a small group together that helps your marriage go. So now you've got engagement, right? That's and those things are going to give you some skills. The, going to marriage counseling is going to give you some equipping for how to work on your marriage to make your marriage better. Right. I even remember, you know, like with some extended family stuff, like a lot of times I'm the one in our family that kind of helps generate our family reunion stuff. And, and it's super cool because you can kind of tell people come and they're participating, but you don't have engagement until you create some games or dialogue, things where people then can really start participating. And that's what takes uh, even something like that to another level. When, when you put those things in play. And so I think it's just a, a great principle to think about. But our last piece, we've got about one minute to hit on, is ownership. Um, how do you go from participation to engagement to ownership? What do you think are some of the keys? I love your equipping word for engagement. You, you got something in there for ownership? Yeah, I think because if you've gotten to that level, participating, engagement, You've, you've now been equipped some. It's okay. You're going to, are you willing to take that step now and, and really put yourself out there? So in this case, we've walked people through a class of how to write this devotional, but they still have to choose to make the step to say, all right, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, these things that you set me up with, same with the marriage counseling you just referenced. There's, there's one sense that I can go sit in marriage counseling, have a counselor walk me through stuff, help me have tools, but I'm actually going to do anything with those tools or am I just going to let it be? And I think that's where some of the ownership comes in of saying, I'm going to now take these tools. I'm now going to take whatever this is that I'm a part of that I've engaged in. And I'm going to take a piece of ownership. I'm going to take these tools and I'm going to utilize them. I'm a part of this team. I have a role to play in the athletics piece, different positions that you have, right? Ian, you know that in soccer or whatever sport. I'm now going to own being a, a defensive player, a midfield player, a forward or this position or that. And I'm really going to take the tools that have happened in the practicing and the participation and the engagement, I'm going to put it into play here and say, I've got a part to play within this. I think that's just a little bit. What about you with the short time? We yeah, have? I think well, it's just super quick. <laughs> I would say ownership is when you start bringing other people along with you. Mm. So mm. like in, in a marriage, you, you might start with someone just participating in it, engaged, and then you find ownership when that person's working to tell, help make the marriage yeah. better as well. Now they're an owner on a soccer team, I would say the, the greatest owner is the captain. Why are they the cat? Why do they really own it? Because they're wanting to bring the other players along with them. So you, you, you want that kind of mentality for us in the city. Someone participates in a love Costa Mesa day, they engage maybe an ongoing service, but we know they're an owner when they start bringing other people into it with them. They start bringing other volunteers, other people in. 
that's when we know ownership hits. So lastly, what I hear from you, Ian, is that ownership is really is when someone starts to take on the culture or the vision or the mission and really is living it out, meaning that they're then sharing that with others, impacting others in that way. Absolutely. And so to get better together, we want to get as many people as we can into that ownership mode. We got to move them down that continuum. So we've gone over a little bit today, so we we need to wrap this up. But we want to encourage all our listeners, like as you're wherever you're working on unity, whenever you're working on being better together, think about that continuum. How do I get participation? How do I move to engagement? How do we acquire ownership? If you can think that through, pray that through and work it, you're going to see that you will move to being better together. Thanks so much for listening. You want to wrap us up, Daniel? Yeah, look for more content that we have coming. We're excited to share with the interviews that are coming, with more tune-ups that are coming. So participate in what we're doing, engage in what we're doing. And at some point, hopefully you can take some ownership too in the things that you're learning and that we're learning together on We're Better Together. Thanks so much. Yeah, share with other people, invite them into it. We, we want to see everyone do better together. Have a great day.